What's going on, everyone? And welcome in to Blizzard's podcast, filled to the brim with glitchy analysis and freezing cold takes so cold that they're boiling hot. Today's podcast is strictly going to be news, news, and more news. We are proudly sponsored by Hungry Howie's Baton Rouge. Check out their website for delivery and takeout deals. Right now, they've got an awesome deal. Get a large one-topping pizza for just $7.99. Thank you so much to Hungry Howie's Baton Rouge. All right, so in this episode, like I said, we've got a ton of news. I'm throwing all the tea around the room. Some might call me the Boston Tea Party with all this tea that's about to be spilled. First up, Michigan College Football. Man, they cannot stay out of the news since dropping the ball against TCU. First, the NCAA opened up an investigation against Michigan on the suspicion of recruiting violations. Then Jim Harbaugh decided to throw his hat into the NFL coaching ring. Then he had to make an announcement that said he would most likely be back, but he definitely made no promises with that. Then last week, the offensive coordinator, Matt Weiss, has been fired after police raided his home for uh, dot, dot, dot. I'm not, I'm not sure. Very suspicious, extremely weird. And now today... Star running back Blake Corum has had his car stolen. He's got like a Dodge Charger and it was stolen. It's going to be a long offseason for the Wolverines who drastically underperformed in recruiting this year. They've got to stay out of the news. Now, speaking of college football, in other news, Alabama offensive coordinator Bill O'Brien is heading to New England to become their new offensive coordinator. And as an Alabama fan... I just want to say, thank God. I wish I could play copyrighted Christmas music like uh, Gloria or something like that because this is a gift from heaven. I just want to say that I don't have any ill will towards Bill O'Brien, but it's clear after not winning national championships in back-to-back seasons that Alabama just needs a change. I'll talk about a potential replacement for both offensive coordinator and defensive coordinator As the rumors start to swirl, there's nothing really official yet, so I'd like to kind of keep my opinions to myself for now. Now, last news in college football. It's a smaller bit of news, but in my opinion, it's more important news. Former Miami Hurricane and Baltimore Ravens star safety, Ed Reed, will not become the new head coach for HBCU Bethune-Cookman. Now, there were multiple wrongdoings on both sides of the story. If you want more news on the actual timeline... Go look it up on Google right after this episode because it's actually pretty interesting. I wanted to talk about this because I'm putting Bethune-Cookman on blast. I understand their plight and reasons for not wanting to hire Ed Reed, but this is just such a miscalculation. The value that could be added to promoting their football program is one of the most accessible and worthwhile investments that they could make. On a large scale, take a look at Alabama. Since Nick Saban's arrival... Alabama's size, revenue, student population, and endowment have practically doubled. Now, while that's the most extreme case, almost every major university program has a football team for a reason, because they make money for their respective universities. Now, while money isn't the most important thing in this situation, and is definitely like like a huge contributing factor, the potential exposure that a personality like Ed Reed could bring would have been extremely valuable, and as a strong supporter of giving coverage to HBCUs, this is a terrible look on Bethune-Cookman. And a huge blemish on Ed Reed's record as a coach 
and he couldn't even sign the contract before this got started. Moving on, let's get into some basketball news. First up, college basketball. The field of the best teams is clearing up, and it looks like Alabama and Purdue are the two best teams in the country. Purdue center Zach Eady is the best player in the country, and it's not even close. He's 7'4 and averages 21.5 points, 13 rebounds, and 2.3 blocks per game, and he's shooting 61.4%. There's not a dominant force like him on the floor. I haven't seen a player that dominant on both ends of the floor this entire season, except for maybe Brandon Miller at Alabama. In my opinion, Miller is a more physical Jabari Smith, and that's why he's going to help Alabama win the SEC this year. But back to my main point. Purdue and Alabama rank number one and two respectively in the AP poll. They are dominating their conferences, and they destroyed before the conference schedule got started. Now, moving on to the NBA, we're still in basketball news. The Los Angeles Lakers are making moves to make a championship run. Yesterday, they traded three second-round picks and Kendrick Nunn for Wizards forward Rui Hachimura. Now, I love this because it clears up more space in the backcourt for Russell Wilson, who's having an amazing season off the bench, and it gives the Lakers some much-needed length in the wing spot. Now, did they have to give up three seconds? No. But my interpretive commentary on this, continue to trade the picks. LeBron James is 38 years old. He's playing out of his mind. Anthony Davis is coming back sooner rather than later, I'm, I'm hoping. Hopefully he can be healthy, and the Lakers have a great chance to make a deep run in the playoffs if they can just play together for long enough. Now, in other Lakers news, LeBron James, now this is just something personal that I wanted to talk about. LeBron James commented on his son going to college and talked about like college recruiting, and he said, quote, I think Bronny can go to any college that he wants to. All I have to do is pick up the phone. End quote. Now, while I think LeBron is the greatest player of all time and has been the best face of the league in NBA history, I'm really not a huge fan of this comment. To me, this was worth talking about because he's just saying the quiet part about being a celebrity billionaire out loud, and I haven't seen him catch much flack for it. Now, to me, this is a privilege thing, of which I'm aware is really hard to talk about in the political climate that we live in today. All I'm trying to say is it came off as like stuck up and conceited which to me is not a reflection of who LeBron is at most times. Now, let's get in to the best part of our show. This is a pretty short, quick episode. We're getting to the point right here at the end. It's time for Plaisant's Locks. We had two parlays this weekend, one flopped and one smacked, so we're in the green. I've got two lays, one safe and one a little dangerous if you're looking to play with some fire tonight. First up, we've got Zach Levine getting two assists versus the Pacers tonight. He's gotten this in 10 out of his last 10 games. He's averaging close to six assists on the season. This is a lock for me. Obviously, the odds are like minus 1450. Where this is a five-leg parlay. Next up, Jimmy Butler, 15 points versus the Celtics. He's gotten this in nine of his last 10 games. The one game that he didn't, he didn't play the full game. He had 12 points, which is pretty damn close to 15. Love Jimmy Butler getting this. This is a primetime game on ESPN, on TNT tonight. So I like Jimmy Butler to score 15. Third on the list, Jarrett Allen, six rebounds versus the Knicks. Jarrett Allen is averaging, I think, close to 10 rebounds a game. 
He's gotten six rebounds in his last 10 out of 10 games. This is easy claps for me. I know that he's playing up against Mitchell Robinson and Julius Randle, but Jared Allen, that's all he does is just sit down there and get boards and make layups. Love Jared Allen, six rebounds. Fourth on the list, CJ McCollum, four assists versus the Nuggets. This is the most risky of the parlays, but CJ McCollum is that major distributor in the starting lineup. He's averaging six assists a game. He's gotten this in nine of his last 10 games. I don't think the Nuggets have a good answer for the Pelicans down low, except for maybe Jokic, who in my opinion is a defensive liability. So I love McCollum in the pick and roll tonight. He's definitely getting four assists. Next up, we've got Mason Plumley, who is on an absolute tear this year. We just have him getting eight rebounds tonight versus the Suns. He's gotten this in nine of his last 10 games. I really want to see Mason Plumley get more than 12, but I guarantee that he's going to get eight. All in all, that's five picks plus 100 odds, dead even. Love it. Lock it in. That one's going to smack. Now, second on the parlays. Now, this one's playing a little bit of fire. First up, Kansas State money line versus Iowa State. Now, I bet against Kansas State this last weekend, and they proved me extremely wrong. So guess what? We're going to ride with them tonight. Let's see what the Wildcats have got in their bag. Iowa State looked really, really bad in a terrible loss versus Oklahoma State. They only put up 59 points. I think that Kansas State is going to come in and roll them. Kansas State money line. Second on this next parlay, Clemson minus 4.5 versus Georgia Tech. Now, Clemson is... A 10.5-point favorite, but I'm going to take it a little safe, minus 4.5. They're 8-1 in the SEC. They're a big home favorite. Georgia Tech is awful this season. I don't know if they've won a big road game, let alone a regular road game. And they're 1-8 in the ACC, which I just think is straight pathetic. I don't buy this Georgia Tech team to come into Clemson as they're ranked in the top 25 and ink out a win. And I really don't think that Clemson is going to have any problem carrying that 10.5. But we're going to go ahead and cut that thing basically in half and go 4.5. Now, last but not least on this next parlay, TCU money line versus Oklahoma. Once again, playing it kind of safe, TCU is coming off a huge win. They've gotten two back-to-back top 25 wins. So I love TCU here. I don't know if they come all the way down. I think they win. Oklahoma is 1-3 on the road, and they're 2-5 against Big 12 opponents. TCU is 9-2 at home and is coming off, like I said, a massive win against Kansas. I love this TCU team tonight. Give them to me in the money line. I'm not taking the spread. All in all, those three picks, Kansas State money line, Clemson minus 4.5, and TCU money line, plus 442 odds. $100 wins you $442. I love that one. Slam it as well. We're going to ride to the end tonight. And that right there, my friends, is going to do it for today's episode. Thank you guys all so much. And we'll see you next time.